This week on Florida's Fourth Estate, a Floridian gets busted in his birthday suit, and there's some unfortunate video. This guy's name's Rodney Davis. You, you can identify him. It sounds like they cracked the case. <laughs> Plus, a church randomly pays off millions of dollars in medical debt for complete strangers. And a lot of churches, they're asking you for this and they're asking you for that, but this is a church that is giving back. Our guest this week, former Miss America, Erica Dunlap. She explains the beauty pageant secrets only an elite insider would know. You would slather yourself with Preparation H and then you wrap it with Saran Wrap, like super tight. Hello and welcome to another edition of your favorite podcast. It is Florida's <laughs> fourth estate. Yet again, I am a thorn amongst roses this week. Da, 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 da. Got some very beautiful roses in uh, here. Yeah, and I know you're not talking about me. I'm talking about both of you. Time. Yes. And you never give me this introduction. My name's Matt Austin. Okay, one rose. Is, <laughs> we have a rose and like it. we have I a rose it. and a daisy. I'm not touching that one. <laughs> Sunflower. Got, we have a rose and a stinkweed. <laughs> An evergreen. <laughs> Oh, anyway. I'm Ginger Gadsden. I'm the stinkweed he is referring to. <laughs> <laughs> we have Miss Erica Dunlap with us today. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh. 2004 Miss America. Oh. I just, I just, the first time I met you, I lost my mind. You don't know this. You do not know this. But I lost my mind. That's so funny. Yeah, because I and then you had your crown with you at the time. I was yeah. like, oh, can the I touch it? The crown matters way Where more do you than keep I that? Oh my gosh! You oh, you know, a... under my bed. <laughs> <laughs> no, really, I do. No, I, <laughs> I have a crown under my bed, and I have another one at my office. So I <laughs> so awesome. Just oh. Access wherever you go. Wherever I need. I like it. it. Yeah. I mean, is. I, we're going to talk to you about all of that <laughs> later on because I would just still be wearing it like every single I'm day. They would about it. Twenty twenty is my year. <laughs> there you go. Oh so every I'm day. About just I feel it like you've out. already had a number of years, Erica. <laughs> Let's leave some for some other people. Well, you know, there's more than enough to go <laughs> that's, around. That's true. That's true. So we're going to talk. Uh, it's very topical right now. Yeah. Um, because you were a pioneer in winning this, you know, one of the first of African-American woman to win Miss America, right? No, I know Miss Florida. Florida. Miss Florida. Florida. And then the, how, what, how many? Number could, seven, um, as far as women of color for Miss America. Still not okay. a lot. So, no, it's yeah. not a lot. When you think about 98 years of yeah. a competition, actually 99. So in 2020, we'll be celebrating our 100th anniversary wow. of the Miss America competition, yeah. which um, is exciting. And I yeah. hope that we get there. Yeah. But it is very exciting. But, but uh, you know, women of color are like winning oh, everything right now. Well, I know. I'm, I'm just saying, I know we're going to talk about that a little yeah. bit later on because for the first time, you can, like I am watching television and all of these beauty queens are representative of someone I see in the mirror every day. I'm like, oh my gosh! I mean, five of them are people of color right now. And we're gonna talk about that in a little bit and why that matters so much, Erica, especially right now. Well, particularly, and not to get into it too much, but just because, you know, being the first and really the only African-American woman to win Miss Florida in the 85-year history, I think that that just speaks volumes for the fact that we have five women on a national and international level who are representing um, their titles, respectively. It's it's really amazing I can when you weep. look at it. I, can I mean, it's right like, now it's what I always it. wanted to see and, yeah. and what we get to experience when yeah. I'm 
daughters get to see. Yeah, so that's great. Absolutely. Okay, we're going to talk about that, but first we digress. Big time. <laughs> All right. And back. So, yeah, <laughs> now we're life. back where we belong. <laughs> All right. Uh, in the gutter. So we're going <laughs> we're going to start. Some people. Uh, this is this is a pretty heavy story. All right. If you're a big, uh, if you're a human being. This is a heavy story. That's that's that's. Most I of think us. that's most of our <laughs> listeners. Yes. Check your hand if there's an opposable thumb <laughs> on it. If there then, are any animal <laughs> listeners, we apologize. You're yeah, going to exactly. be a little surprised by this. So I hope my dog's not listening. Oh, I hope not. Uh, and your horse, because some horses have oh. been missing from Central Florida. The owners all of a sudden can't find them, and then they realize that someone has not only killed their horse but has harvested their meat. And the reason they know this, not to get too graphic, mm -hmm. but the horses are found, they're gutted, and the, all of their meat is taken, and, and the rest of their bones and everything is just left right there on property. It's almost like they're filleted, basically. That's exactly I mean, like it. It's like if a butcher just did it right there in the field, because they're so heavy, it's easier for them to just do it oh. in that field, uh, unfortunately. But you might, now the big questions, okay, and this isn't just, this happened in Somerville, Florida, I've seen it in Marion County, mm -hmm. uh, some of the more rural counties in Central and these Florida. these are people's pets. They're, yeah, they're like a member of the family. Oh my gosh, you know? yeah. Absolutely. If you ever meet a horse with those eyes looking at you, it's like staring into a human being. But the care you know? that goes into taking care of a horse, it's not like you just uh, tie it up or bring it in your house. Yeah. You, it's an they investment. Have to, yes, it really, an expensive investment. So people who have horses really have big hearts because you have to take care of this giant creature. Yeah, uh, yeah. It, it costs a lot of money. And anyway, so I was just shocked to hear, it's and awful. there's a lot of questions still out there, like where is the meat going? Are people eating it themselves? Are they sending Sending it off oh, to a place that eats horses. I don't, I don't know, but it is a crazy thing that is happening in Central Florida. So we and, we and they haven't made any arrests yet. I don't no. think so. No, I, I don't know who's doing it. So watch your horses, everybody. And it's just hold your horses. Thing. Yeah, hold that's true. Thank you. Sorry. Hold your <laughs> I couldn't help. I couldn't help. You could, but you didn't. You You're just, right. You made a decision in that moment. Yeah. Okay. I really do feel bad for these horses. <laughs> yeah. I know. I feel bad for the for the owners, but. You know, please don't do that. If I you're know listening. the horse is just out there minding its business. You know, it's uh, like, oh God, yeah. people can people are the worst Aww. sometimes, usually. Okay, so this is the exact Bring us opposite back, Gigi. of what what the worst is. Yep. This is awesome. You know, we are all so many Americans are just strapped with debt, and medical debt is a big, big problem. Well, there is this church. It's in Winter Garden where they paid off, I think it's 2,000 people, 2,000 families in Winter Garden got their medical debt free and clear because of this church. It ends up being millions of dollars. The pastor said it's just something they've wanted to, to do for a long, long time, and this was the year to do it. So a lot of people are gonna start 2020 off medical debt free because it is a big deal. I, and he, and the reason he did it, let's play some sound. We have some sound with this pastor to explain why he thought it was the right thing to do. This is one of the greatest messages of the Bible and it's something we want to live out and not just say we believe. Let the church say amen. Amen, <laughs> sister. Amen, honey. Yeah. yeah, it's the Mosaic Church of Winter Garden. It is just phenomenal. Can you imagine someone coming up to you and saying, if you have medical debt and that is really holding you back, mm -hmm. that don't worry about it, all is forgiven. Yeah. I am absolutely going to go and visit this church. Right? And not because I want my medical debt paid, but <laughs> <laughs> I would imagine I'd have to be a member. I think I need so a I just want to go visit. I just want to go see what they give the visitors. If they're giving their members free medical care. Right? But really, this is mm. what church is supposed to be for. Yeah. This is the work of Christ. This is the mm. work of 
God yeah. and on any any denomination of God. I think this is exactly what church is supposed to be doing. Yeah. So yeah. hats off to them. Yeah, as a Christian myself, you you hope to find a church that's not just like focused on all the people in How their, big we in, can in their get, little group. Who's tied or the production. The, I went yes. to a church, I mean, this was in Nashville, but they had, it was like going to MTV every Sunday it's, because yeah. there were so many lights and we had all it's these different show. films. It's a and big show sometimes. It was craziness yeah. because it's supposed to be about the experience and the connection and mm -hmm. and the giving. Yeah, yeah. And, and giving to people outside of your I know. circle. Which and a lot, is of, a lot of churches, like. they're yeah. asking you for this and they're asking you for that, but this is a church that is giving back and I feel like even if you're not a Christian this is something you can get behind even Absolutely. if you don't believe in any God you can mm -hmm. believe in someone doing good for other people in your community you have yeah. to respect it, it a better place. Yeah. you don't have to believe in God to believe in debt <laughs> <That's right. laughs> it's coming it's coming for sure all right so we started low we went high and time to get back down it's a Florida sandwich where we belong because <laughs> it's time for your Floridian of the week and now, your Floridian of the Week. <laughs> All right, this one. You should one, have a disclaimer with this one. This one's I, bad. This one's real bad. It's so good. <laughs> you like the name? Floridian. Oh, is this it? Oh. oh. It's, see, it's not good anymore, is it? <laughs> no, ma'am. Oh, oh I like that angle. Oh, my God, my armpits just got so sweaty. What is happening? So did his. Oh, no. Wow. Okay, okay, we need to do top angles from now on. So <laughs> let me explain that. what in the world's going on here. So mm. Sheriff mm. Grady Judd says this is Operation Santa's Naughty List. Oh, it no. involved undercover detectives posting ads online promising sex. So they arrested uh, a few people. And wow. this guy's name's Rodney Davis. You, you can identify him. It sounds like they cracked the case. <laughs> <laughs> Rodney, what? Stop it. Why? He's a Disney security guard from Winter Garden. Let's go with former. This video shows him. Yeah, he's not going to be that anymore. He's going to have a hard time doing anything after this one. Oh. The video shows him naked as he arrived at the home. He showed up at this home. Ready. But Ready. naked. Okay. He knew the terms of the contract. He, he knew what was. I applaud him. There's no getting around. A lot around. of people don't read. He knew exactly what he was That's coming right. in for. He's like, I want the police to know exactly <laughs> why showing I'm up. here. Rodney's I'm reporting up. for duty. Naked. Uh, oh. You gotta, you gotta wow. respect his confidence. He has a, he's carrying a shirt though, it's for later. There you go. That was that was an so emergency. Then where, where does the bum rush come in? Where where are the police we, and the sting operators? I don't think the, we have that part no, of the video wanna, cut in. We but just there's want you a, to take in Rodney. There are a few. Yeah, I don't want to waste your time with that. Uh, I don't. I would hate to be the guy who has to come in and tackle him. By the way. <laughs> yeah, that is probably you know, one of the largest blurs we've had to do in a while. Yeah. <laughs> and not because of what's going on under. Oh my God. You're making that. We need to send him to the Mosaic <laughs> Church. Yeah. <laughs> He needs Jesus. Mosaic, help this man. <laughs> Davis was arrested on charges of soliciting a prostitute and, okay, here's the kicker, possession of Viagra without a prescription. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. I don't think I knew the Viagra part. I, that just I didn't, didn't know that you couldn't, ha oh, you can't, like, you can't just get it off the You can't have meds without a you prescription. You can't just walk around with wow. those blue pills, popping them like candy. Yeah. My gosh. Oh, yeah. That so, changes a lot. You're welcome. Thank you. Uh, I hope that that was informative for what, I think everybody learned a lot during viewers, that. Yes. Uh, yes. I learned nothing. I now know less. 
I know less now than when we started this podcast. <laughs> so thank you. Oh. But there's Rodney. So if you guys recognize him in the future, you just know that he's he's a, he's showing up for business because he read I the contract. He's able to recover. <laughs> <laughs> It's going to take me a while. Oh, my yeah, gosh. My eyes aren't going to recover. <laughs> yeah, okay. okay. Well, you know, you had something that was not so pretty there a second ago. So here we go. We're ebbing and flowing. So now beauty. we're bringing it back up. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> we are now joined by Miss Erica Dunlap. Erica, it is really an honor and a pleasure to know you Thank and to you. meet you. And I've seen you a few times, but every time I'm still really enamored with you because, so no, I'm being honest. It just makes me weepy because you are one, you know, whenever you're the first of something or one of something, it really is special. And I look at you and I, I feel represented, I feel seen which is what a lot of people, you know, we've been wanting this for a long time. And one of the reasons we wanted to have you on is because something so amazing is happening right now. For the first time, top beauty pageants, Miss USA, Miss Teen USA, Miss America, Miss Universe, and now Miss World have crowned black women as their winners at this time. Isn't that incredible to you? It's, it's there are times when it has been kind of mind blowing. Um, but not surprising in the sense that, you know, women of, of various backgrounds should have always been able to uh, represent not only their home countries, but their home state. And that has been a frustration of mine for a very long time is that we haven't had adequate representation across the board. But it's just so wonderful to see these girls mm -hmm. with all different hues, different hairstyles, being appreciated for the beauty that not only is the outward beauty, because they are. Yeah. gorgeously stunning of course. but they also just have this they have these qualities about them that really reflect what it means in my opinion to be a queen and mm. I think a lot of people throw that term out you know queen is just yeah. like a very normal thing I know Matt uses it daily yeah, oh, for himself but yeah. <laughs> hey queen come on <laughs> but what it means to be a queen I mean literally as mm. you're wearing a crown on your head you can't slouch you can't be um you can't be too downward you, you yeah. you're only downward when you're helping people yeah and so to speak so it's really important for us to be able to have people um represent us that not only look like you know all little girls that are in various classrooms you know they need to be able to see people who can inspire them yeah. and who can uh who they can emulate and yeah. emulate in terms of being a woman of the community i mean being miss america has less to do with my beauty as much as it does my advocacy and um, you know work in the community and I do a lot of that even now uh, 16 years post Miss America so I think it's really important that we know how to balance those things and, sure. and give young women a, a well-rounded representation of what it means to be a woman I mean just listening to you now you can tell I mean anyone would would love to have you come and speak to the to the young girls who kind of feel unsure and uncertain but I feel like that's changing based on what we're seeing right now in the world talk a little bit about your journey because in 2003 you were the first black Miss Florida or Miss Florida the first African-American mm -hmm. and still the only yes yeah, still mm. the only which it's you know it's a competition and so it it's a little challenging because you can't rig the competition to make sure that somebody you know, fills a particular quota, mm -hmm. but it's amazing to me that it hasn't, there hasn't been more. You would think yeah. that there would have been at least one or two more after me, um, but that hasn't been the case. And so I'm not criticizing the competition or the, 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 the powers that be, but I do, um, I just hope that this inspires young women 
um, from various backgrounds to know mm -hmm. their value, to know that they not only are beautiful, but they're worthy of, of representing. Um, and representation, what does that mean? You know, we talked about earlier how much representation matters, but like if you, if you're a redhead and you never see a redhead mm -hmm. model, you never see anybody, you know, be considered um, just someone who is is beautiful. Even you could just use just the beauty angle. Um, it would be really special if you saw a redhead Miss America. Yeah, like it would just make your whole day. Sure, <laughs> and so sure. it's the same concept. Yeah. If you've never really seen examples um, on a larger stage or on you know uh, on television of women who look like you but aren't poor, mm. they're glamorous, they're they're fabulous. You know, they walk straight, their heads are held high, they have beautiful makeup, like. All those things really have helped me. When I was a little girl, I used to watch uh, Felicia Rashad. She was like my oh, total yeah. idol. <laughs> and she was just such a lady. And she carried herself in such a way that I always wanted to. So I try now to remember those 80s days. <laughs> remember, you know, she always was just so well-dressed. Yeah. And, um, she carried a briefcase, and I just knew that I wanted to be a lawyer because she was a lawyer. Oh, I'm not course, a lawyer, yeah. but, you know, it's just <laughs> that example helped me to, like, start to formulate what kind of person I want it to be. Yeah. Let me ask you this, because when I watch a pageant, uh, and I don't watch them often, and because, okay. you know, I'm sorry. It's fine. I'm just it's fine. full disclosure <laughs> here. But I don't understand, like, how certain people are winning. And because, you know, like, I, it's very, like, I am, I'm at a, I think most people have a surface level understanding of what's going on. Like, when I watch gymnastics, I'm like, how did this person get a 9.9 .9 and this person get a 9.7? <laughs> yeah. So, is it, you mentioned, like, the competition aspect and the fact that you can't just, Put somebody in there how much of it the judging is subjective and how much is it just like fact-based numbers stuff. yeah it's it's all pretty much subjective. okay really. that's what i was wondering um yeah one set of judges could pick a completely different girl out of the same group you know and and but cream rises to the top and we say that often in the pageant world because if you're a young woman who has, um, you know, when we had swimsuit as a part of the competition, if you've really worked out and you've really defined yourself and you've taken the discipline and the, the, the sacrifice to get your body to a place where it's never been, all of us could be a little mushy. All, you know, I am proof of that. Hey, it takes it takes work to get pecs like that. You didn't just Amen. wake up and absolutely yeah. boobalicious. These things didn't just <laughs> these things didn't just pop out. No, I mean you had to you go earn for these it. things. Yeah, and so that's the same thing. I I like the swimsuit competition for that reason because it it helped me to establish not that I was skinny because I wasn't the skinniest by any means, but that I took my butt to the gym every day. I got up off the couch. Disciplined. And I was disciplined and I stopped eating junk food and I was focused on being my very best, um, having the most stamina and being able to with, withstand the rigors of being Miss America. It's a really tough job because you're constantly traveling. Every 48 hours you're in a new place. Um, sometimes you may stick around for three or four days, but for the most part, you're gone yeah. all the time. And so you have to be able to keep up with that schedule and you can't be cranky and tired. You might be going to a children's hospital in the morning 
and then you may have had a sponsor who paid for you to be there and they paid ten, fifteen thousand dollars for you to be there. You have to be at that cocktail hour and you have to be perky and nice you and happy and take pictures. Best. Yes. And then you're going to do a speech for the dinner at eight o'clock and then you have to stick around. People are watching you eat while you're sitting on the dais and they're taking pictures. What celery? You have to oh, just be everything. cutting up celery. Every, well, you know, I made a vow to myself that I wasn't going to um, when I won because you know, at that point it was like oh, all bets are off. I can eat whatever I want. Two racks of ribs, <laughs> risotto, please. Risotto. I learned risotto. You know, I'm from Orlando, so I knew nothing about risotto. I'm oh not gosh. Italian. I'm very yeah. black. So like, the closest to risotto for me was like grits. Yeah, yeah, just rice. <laughs> but when I was Miss America, I had risotto, oh, ma wild so mushroom good. risotto, and duck confit, mm. and oh. the Intercontinental mm. in New York City. It was like, oh my gosh, I have to have this every night. And so oh I would. Gosh. And I was 21 at the time, so I would have risotto and champagne. It was like, oh. this is how I'm supposed to live. You were living your best life. Yes. <laughs> you are supposed to live that way. I want to live that way. Yeah. It's the funniest when thing when I think back on it. Like, what was I doing? This is me now. But because I could, I did it. I also um, went to a Taco Bell in a limo, and I'm very proud of that. I'm looking for Yes, I went to a Taco Bell in a limo, and that was very exciting. Um, I also went to a Walmart in the middle of the night, and I had security escorts, and that was like very oh exciting. God, I did nice. all the stuff yeah. that I could yeah. possibly do, but um, going back to the food part of it, like, you know, just, just the discipline that it took to not be normal. And that's yeah. okay. It's okay to be extraordinary. And to be extraordinary, you have to sacrifice. That's it. Yeah. And so Miss America represents to me a woman who is um, well, um, well read, well um, knowledgeable about her community, but also just the community at large, things that are affecting people from many different walks of life. You have to know how to interact with a variety of folks that m you may have never met before because they're yeah. just interested in meeting Miss America. Mm -hmm. And so I, I went to... Oh gosh, I was in New York and it was for like a Muslim American organization that brought me in to, um, to do a speech about diversity. And it was so amazing because like, I'm a black girl from Orlando, Florida, and I get a chance to go and be the keynote speaker mm. for people that, you know, we don't share the same faith. We don't wear the same clothes. We probably don't eat a lot of the same things, but the common interest is you know, I can speak to diversity and to yeah. valuing people of various cultures. And that was that was the kicker. That yeah. was the main clincher. So it was a very exciting opportunity. And the, the young ladies who are now getting a chance to do that internationally, I'm just so proud of them. I, I'm, I, I'm just going to bring it up because it's the elephant in the room for me, because I think natural hair is having a moment. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and it's about time. Yeah, because I look at Miss Universe right now with her short it's natural so hair it's it's beautiful she pulls it off oh my too. gosh and so now all of us are thinking i'm just gonna shave my head and just walk I around like i know you did i know you did and <laughs> it was and beautiful too it. yes it was but the best my, decision but I, but my question is and i hope you don't think this is a crazy question but do you think in 2004 you could have won miss america Absolutely not. Okay, that's you my don't point. Even have to I know, that's my point. No. no. <laughs> Never. Isn't that something, It has though? advanced so much, and I'm grateful for that, because what I've found in going to a lot of middle schools and, and elementary schools, schools of all kinds, girls, especially girls of color, have such, our identity is really um, 
based in our hair mm -hmm. a lot of times. And so how our hair looks is a lot of how we feel. <laughs> oh yeah. And so if your hair is not, mm. if it's not right, then you're gonna have yeah. an off day and somebody might pick on you and then, then you know you're being bullied and, and then that starts to affect you. And so and hair is like age. a really big deal. Yeah. And so for me, I always thought that a short haircut made me look like a boy. And I would never want my hair to be too short. And mm -hmm. now, oh my, oh my gosh, I buzz cut my hair off and I was so happy. And I loved the feeling of my, I just used to just like rub my head. It was, I, right? <laughs> it was so great. And, and that probably took about 40 minutes off of your get ready oh time gosh, maybe. I had nothing to do. <laughs> I just had to like put on a little makeup. She got a master's degree. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean within moments, yeah. my life just it opened changes. up. It changed. And I got a lot more dates too. Oh, I was I was getting dates really? out of Oh man, and really? with a shaved didn't head. Didn't get married, but I got a date. <laughs> a lot of dates. That's not always the goal. It's not always the goal. Well, yeah, not... it is for me. Well, it is. A goal. <laughs> it's one of my goals. 2020, I'm, I'm with you. Okay, okay. We have a single Miss America here, guys. Very exactly. single. So I wanted to ask. So okay, I've wondered about this with you because you don't wear your natural hair on no. television. No. Would you hope for a day in which you could anchor a newscast with your natural hair? You know, I think I probably could now because even in the, it's, you just look, you turn on the TV and it's no longer a big deal. Mm -hmm. And it just depends. And I'm sure if I went to my boss right now and just said, hey, do you mind if I, and they'd be like, yeah, we're fine with that. It's my decision yeah. to just, okay. because it, it is easier for me. It is harder to style your natural oh, hair it is. than it is to just put on a wig. It takes work. Yes, it does. <laughs> it takes work so because you this have is, to like. Wearing a wig is lazy. Oh yeah, it's it's so easy. if I show up in my real hair, that's you're not gonna like me. I'm gonna like you either way. <laughs> but it's gonna take me a long I think time you to get ready. Criticize your own hair a lot more because it just doesn't work as well as a wig. Yeah. Wigs are like oh, you can do whatever, you can, <laughs> yeah. and it could change. And it's like, did you cut your hair? It's like no. no. <laughs> no risks involved. <laughs> Whenever I want to look different, when I want to be blonde, I, I got a wig. You can there do you anything. Go. You can do anything, and I love it. It's so freeing. But I do love that. People now are just—it's like okay, you got you have curly hair. Mm -hmm. That's it's fine. No it's one your cares. Type of curly. Yes, yeah, yeah that's the thing. So yeah. it's uh, like to see. Okay, so let me take us back to pageants. All right, so I have questions. I've always heard there are like little tricks <laughs> that uh, you oh guys boy. do. You guys, you ladies do uh, to like uh, you know the uh, Vaseline on the teeth. Like there's tape everywhere. I've tried every tell, trick. Tell me what the uh, the weirdest thing. Not only. It doesn't have to be that you've done, but that you have seen. Preparation H under the eyes. Preparation H is definitely probably the weirdest. What do you do with preparation? Can I ask what you do with preparation? <laughs> yes, I've never asked somebody that. Before. I have tried it. I don't think it works. I, I mean, I didn't even have enough cellulite for it to matter, but I just wanted to be prepared. So I used to wrap my thighs and my midsection, and you would slather yourself with preparation H, and then you wrap it with saran wrap, like super tight and then you just sleep in it, and it's supposed to reduce the appearance of small bumps and wrinkles. Because oh, it's supposed to shrink a hemorrhoid. It's supposed to shrink a hemorrhoid, so, so it's supposed to temporarily shrink. Shrink everything. You know? So you're like, it's like making a casserole. Like this is not, Erica is not endorsing <laughs> yeah. this right now. She's not no, saying No, I'm not endorsing this. I'm yeah. just telling you what but I have done. But you did exactly. win the bathing suit competition <laughs> at Miss America. I so. did not. 
actually. Oh, the California didn't? one that year. Oh. I won the whole thing. The whole I just thing. let her have a piece. Okay. Oh, All right. She got a slice she of the pie. She can have swimsuit. That's fine. <laughs> she I like her under thighs. Yeah. <laughs> they are very useful. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I walk oh, a lot. So. <laughs> yes. Um, another thing that's a little tricky, um, and, and a lot of makeup artists do this now, but back in the day it was taboo. We would take um, uh, milk of magnesia and slather that on your face mm -hmm. and that helps to kind of smooth you out and look very polished underneath your makeup. I found Ooh. that in one of my niece's makeup bags. Like, what is this? <laughs> like, like, taking a little swig. I mean, her face is always makeup. beat, though. Her face is always beat. Yes. I'm like, what is happening? It makes you look very porcelain yes. doll polished, like no creases. Yeah. Get me some milk of magnesia. You're just going to look crazy. <laughs> I wear makeup gonna, every day. You're not going to know what to do. I'm like, man. He's going to be. Why gonna are you dressed You're going to come into the green room. He's going to look like a mime. He's going to look like a mime. He's going to smell minty fresh. Guys got to do what a guy's got to do. This is you true. Don't got to do it's that. It's a hard no. industry being on TV. It is. You know. Yeah. Don't even. Especially gonna... high definition. There's oh, all kinds of oh, wrinkles. Oh, you see like every crevice in my yeah, face with this yeah. 4K stuff. It's really tough. Yeah. yeah, it is. I'm just. I'm gonna go to sleep wrapping my face in that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Then you're gonna die. Yeah, I have nose holes. <laughs> nose hole. But don't forget the nose hole. <laughs> Preparation H and wrap all around my face. Oh, man. Oh, God, I'm just going to start writing your eulogy. It's not going to end What well. a terrible not, way to go. It really oh, would be. Yeah. He wanted to look his he best. He wanted to look fabulous. <laughs> look fabulous in that coffin. Well, we'll make sure that we have your chest hair oh, out. Oh, my gosh. There you go. I don't know if you have any, yeah. but I d well, we're going way off I try down. to take oh. care of Oh, boy. He manscapes. That's all yeah. I'll say. Yeah. So, Erica, you oh. know what? I, I know you've dabbled a little bit in politics as well. Do you think there's more of that in your future? Okay. <laughs> and crickets. Wow. And crickets. <laughs> well, was that's that, where we was get that, it. Was that, was, no? No? <laughs> no? Oh, she knows something. She's just know. not willing it to say it. exhausted me. Oh, I'm sure. Miss um, America should have exhausted you. <laughs> I just keep coming back for more. <laughs> I can, Orange uh, County Commission seat. That's what uh, you went for. Uh, right? Orlando, City or, of Orlando. Orlando. City of Orlando yeah. Commission. And so I... To, to, what I enjoyed about it was getting to know my community. Mm intimately and really getting to know people. I met so many 90 year olds. We have so many amazing people who live alone, yeah. which some what concerns me, but it also inspires me to know that I will likely be able to do the same thing. Um, I met some fascinating people who had, you know, very unique backgrounds, unique careers. Uh, so that was always exciting. And then I met some people who didn't like me and I had to just deal with that. So the good thing is that I learned how to, um, and most of my life I've been judged, right? So I started doing pageants when I was six. And when I was six, I wasn't, you know, Miss America. I was kind of rough around the edges. Everybody <laughs> is at six. Yeah, but it was not. I mean, I was pretty to my parents and that was about it. <laughs> Let's just be honest. I thought I was the cutest thing going and it was not well, that's evident. All I meant. Listen, I was not confidence. coming home with trophies, confidence. you know, but in being judged so much, I've had to learn how to be okay with people not liking you mm. and be okay with opposition. And I had to learn how to uh, face my opposition on a daily basis. Um, and I had to learn how to be civil with them because that's the most important part about politics, in my opinion, is that you should be um, you should be civil and you should be about the issues. It's really not about personal attacks. Yeah. I mean, that doesn't define anything because the person who's pointing the finger has three more pointing right back at them with probably even gr more grave offenses. Yeah. And so um, I, I was just more interested in being able to really be a, a public servant. Yeah. And, um, you know, my Miss America utopian eyes saw that 
I can help people. Look, I've yeah. got daisies. I've got flowers. <laughs> I've got sunshine. I've got rainbows. I smell What wonderful. do you want? Yeah. Let's have a talent show and celebrate <laughs> the community. It was so yeah. much deeper than that. But I got to learn about Orlando, and it was really interesting because there were things that I just didn't know. Being from here, um, I, I have family members from all areas of town. I have lived in most areas of Orlando, which is kind of unique. I don't think a lot of people really stray away from uh, one particular place. Mm -hmm. You know, like if you are from Delaney area, you're going to stay over there. Sure. You know, mm -hmm. I went to Boone High School, and so a lot of my friends from high school still live in our footprint mm -hmm. for Boone. A lot of their yeah. kids go there. Um, so it's really been an interesting journey for me to just get to experience Orlando for its fullness. I think that I would like to um, be on the other side of politics. I would like to very much help those who maybe need a little bit of polishing. Mm -hmm. um, and, and really, you know, I, I'm more positioning myself to be Orlando's Olivia Pope, which... <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? I mean, wow. I'm not trying to, like, sleep with the president, what? but... <laughs> Not this one, for sure. <laughs> I'm going to leave that to Rodney Davis. Or whatever his name. <laughs> oh my God. I'm not stepping into that hotel room yeah, ever. Oh but, you know, as far as, like, problem solving yeah. and making sure you a get fixer. connected, I'm yeah. a fixer. And that's what I prefer to do. All right. <laughs> I, I thank you for answering that question because I feel like sometimes that world gets really rough and it it sends the people who can really make an impact, it sends them in the opposite direction. And mm -hmm. we lose a lot of potentially good candidates and good people who could serve their community because it's not what you think it is. Mm -hmm. You know, it's so much more than that. Yeah, but, po there are politics to the politics. And that's, yes, you know, that's even in pageantry, deep. I had to learn that it, it's sure. not just about, like you mentioned before, it's not just about the judges panel. There, there are girls who have been competing for three and four years who have been coming back and it's a different judge, judges panel, but, you know, this girl kind of feels like her dues have been paid and she wants to go from second runner up to winner. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. and there are some elements to that that is real, real life applicable. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I, I often joke that um, every day is a beauty pageant because to me, it really kind of is. You're constantly being judged by mm. a sundry group of people who, sure. you know, any other group, it may have a different result. Um, but essentially you have to put your best foot forward. You have to get up, show up, dress up, and be the person that you want the world to see every day. And yeah. so um, that can be a little tricky, but. Yeah. I've never made the correlation between politics and pageants, but oh, it it's does. There. It's like a pageant, except everybody in the audience votes. That's very yeah. interesting. Yeah. Uh, uh, they also, uh, in changes we're seeing nationally, some competitions are taking out the swimsuit. Is that a good thing? Is that a bad thing? Well, I just think that, you know, skimpy swimsuits are always. I think that those should probably be more regulated, if you will, but mm -hmm. I think swimsuit competition is great. I think it's great because, again, it helps you to define yourself and define physically, define mentally. It helps you to, to get, um, really get your mind in shape for the year ahead and for life ahead. I mean, if you are healthy and you're able, you should try. You, you know, there's a lot of people, and I go to a lot of hospitals all the time, and there's a lot of people who wish that they could walk, wish that they could breathe without assistance, wish that yeah. they could, you know, lift things without um, a pain. And so I feel like if you have the ability to use full use of your body, use it and strengthen it and be strong and be available to 
really be of service to people. You can't do that when you're sluggish and when you're, yeah. you and know. It, and again, that goes back to the discipline part of sure. just, you know, that's part of the job. Yeah, it yeah. is. And it's a part of all of our jobs, really, because, I mean, just think about where would your career be if, you know, there were some other variables as it relates to your looks. And as mm -hmm. is terrible as that sounds, it's the truth. We've seen yeah. people that have been pulled off air for, you know, either not wearing the right thing, having the wrong mm -hmm. hairstyle, oh, yeah. not yeah. being as attractive. Sorry. It's, no, it's true. It's just though. kind of it's the, the yeah. nature of what people want to see, what people yeah. want to watch. Yeah. And so even if people are, um, and I've had plenty of discourse with feminists who don't believe that I'm a feminist or who question the ability of a beauty queen to be a feminist. And it's like, dude, first of all, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Queen so, of femininity yeah, over here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I believe in women's rights. I believe in women's advancement. I believe in women having um, opportunities that are typically not available to them. And that is what it means to be a feminist. Men can also be feminists. And I think that swimsuit just shows that you're strong. And especially now, so many of the girls, Miss USA this year, oh my mm. gosh, she is ripped. She yeah. was a college athlete. She was a track star. Um, at University of South Carolina, I believe. And she's just like, her body is admirable. Oh, yeah. I know. And I want to do yeah. that. I am no longer 21, but I will <laughs> look like that by you the end of this year. You can't have the risotto and the champagne every night. <laughs> two <laughs> weeks. <laughs> Coming two for weeks. it. Oh, that hotel risotto is gone. Oh, no hotel risotto. Those days are behind me. Yeah. I went from being a princess to, you know, going back to UCF, yeah. oh, <laughs> going gosh. back to school yeah. and being very normal, going back into my same apartment with my roommate and, you know, doing sorority stuff and, you know, going back to SGA and just yeah, like yeah. being a UCF kid again. It was very odd. I bet that would be weird. It was, it was strange, but it was also kind of like, um, it was, you know, par for the course because I had just, I'd always been on the scene at school. I was a senator in, in student government. I was, you know, in a sorority. We had done all of the the step shows and all of the, yeah. you know, we did so much anyway. I was always seen. I was a part of the President's Leadership Council. And so being exposed in those ways helped me to already be prepared yeah. um, to just show up and become Miss America. Oh, it's great. Nice. I, but you do. There is an, everyone, if everyone could be Miss America, then we would all be Miss America, but everyone cannot be. And that is why you. Somebody has to wave at me <laughs> as I walk by in the parade. I mean, really, everybody can't be the queen, darling. It's not acceptable. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm no, but so you not. No, you, I wish I were more arrogant. I know. You're, I should you are No, it's super funny sweet. when that comes out. I like it. <laughs> I like that I know. a lot. Like, we got to give her a name. We have to give her a she name. Needs a name. Yeah, she, she needs a name. Yeah, she does. My persona. <laughs> Your voice even changes. Yeah. I know. I know. Oh, my gosh. That person should have their own podcast. Ooh. We'll push for that. <laughs> Erica Dunlap, you are a very interesting human being. Thank you for, thank you for educating me today. <laughs> Never heard of it. Thank you. Well, we We've run the gamut oh my gosh. on this show no, today. It has, yeah, it has been. Yeah. It's been really enlightening. We'll and thank you for sharing. We'll have to talk about more. Yeah. yeah Absolutely. More of, we'll of have you back again for real. Things. Yeah. Maybe as a, even as a guest host. Ooh, would you be willing to? I would totally do oh, that. Oh, yeah. God. Okay. Okay. Awesome. All right. All right. Sounds good. Erica Dunlap, thank you. My name is Matt Austin. Ginger Gadsden is the beautiful rose to You're my left. So, yeah. Philip Deems, <laughs> Tiffany Brown helping us out behind the scenes. Have a great day.